2: Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayers Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us this morning as we continue to discuss God's Word. But before we do that, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your blessings upon us, Lord. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, God. We thank you for all that you're doing for them, how you're growing them, Lord, and multiplying them, God we thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding god we're anxious for nothing lord Mm -hmm. and we thank you for all that you've done we cast our cares upon you we lay any ought any uh, distressing thought at your feet jesus because you care for us lord and we take your peace instead because you paid for it for us to have it at calvary lord so we thank you for that lord for your wholeness for wellness for peace god for wisdom Lord, we just thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: In Jesus' name,
0: amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are excited to have you with us as we continue our discussion of the word and study in the book of Acts. So this morning, we are moving forward, and we are going to cover in Acts chapter 9, verses 32 through 35. So, but before we begin, I'd just like to thank everyone for joining us, and especially for those that have been led to partner with us and have been a blessing to us and many others around the globe, helping build the Lord's house and helping ensure that the gospel is preached throughout the four corners of the earth.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, I just want to say something, honey. I had an opportunity to meet with um, someone who, who loves our ministry. And when I was talking with the person, they for some reason thought that because we love God, we didn't need anything. And the Lord was prompting the person to engage with the ministry more, or um, you know, put on put on the person's heart things to do for um, you know, whether it be you and I as pastors are contributing to the ministry in some kind of way or serving with um, their gift, and they their thought was we didn't need anything because. We have the word of God, and we're anointed by God, and we love the Lord, and from the surface, it looks like we have it all together, and I just wanted to encourage you, if the Lord has been prompting you, you know, if he's put a day of prayer on your heart or on your mind, don't conclude that we don't need you. (laughs) Don't conclude that we don't need your help. We need whatever God put on the inside of you that he's asking you to contribute to this ministry because you matter, and the Lord wants your gift to be a blessing to us, just like he wants our gifts to be a blessing to you. So don't think yourself small, don't think yourself unimportant or irrelevant. I would encourage you to press past that kind of thought and do whatever it is that God is putting on your heart because we're looking for you, we're waiting for you and we love you and we want to be a blessing to you and we want you to fulfill whatever God is telling you to do every time that you're obedient to him. Every time that you um, persevere through that oppression, it feels like to stop you from doing what God wants is a blessing to your life and a blessing to your soul. And we are blessed by it as well. So I just want to encourage you um, go ahead and step out and do whatever God's calling Mm -hmm. you to do. And we thank you in advance for doing so comment um, in the comments of this podcast. We want to hear from you or send us an email at ministry at a day of prayer.org. And we want to connect with you and get back with you and, you know, Encourage you in whatever way we can.
0: Amen. And and give people, you, the opportunity to fulfill what the Lord has put in your heart to do. That's what the Lord does. He provides opportunity. And just in the same way that, that He gave us opportunity to begin this ministry, it wasn't just for us. It's for, I'll say, the many to come to Him. And for many to be a part of and participate and partner in doing the work. Because He calls you to the same place. Mm-hmm. To do the same work. To fulfill what he's given you as a destiny track. So, amen. Um, we ready to get into the word? Yes. I yes. know, uh, I can I can sense you all chopping at the bit over here. So, can I get a volunteer to read at, from Acts 9, verses 32 through 35, please? I will. All right, Charles.
3: Now it came to pass, as Peter went through all parts of the country... Then he also came down to the saints who dwelt in Lydia Lydda. Hmm. There he found a certain man named Aeneas who had been bedridden eight years and was paralyzed. And Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he arose immediately. Hmm. So all who dwelt in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord.
0: Amen. So, at this time, we're opening the floor and giving each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and ask any questions that you have. So, who'd like to begin?
1: Promise, is that you? You're smalling. You better speak up, young man. Mm Because I was getting ready to take off. (laughs) Go ahead, honey. You're
3: Okay, so first, Lord, especially talking to me about verse thirty-four. And the verse 35 where it says, And Peter said to him, And Aeneas, I think that's how you pronounce it.
1: Mm-hmm. Close enough.
3: Je- Go ahead, Jesus Danny. the Christ heals you. Arise and make your bed. Then he rose immediately. So all who dwelt at Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Hmm. And so the Lord reminded me, especially with um, Peter's part where he didn't say, Okay, after you feel like you should get up and make your bed, and the Lord showing that, be- that the Lord had created emotions for a reason, and it wasn't be so you could use it for the things of God, and He wasn't saying if you feel like you've been healed, you should get up and make your bed, mm-hmm. and He was saying that you've already been healed. Mm-hmm. It then with um the bedroom man's um. What he did said so immediately. He rose up and a density. He didn't sit there pondering, going, "Man, should I get up or what?" Hm. And how the Lord showed me that faith requires action. As soon as it said that, you have to act upon it.
1: <laughs> hey, Matt. Lately, you're you're smirking over there. Tell me why. Oh, Tell us why.
3: We had been doing a
2: faith devotional, like in the beginnings of our mornings, as a part of like a Bible study. And Brother Hagen, this particular book was on faith and he had said faith requires action. And at times he said, we think that faith is just talking or it's just acting, but it's both. And he said, when you use faith, it's not if you've been healed or maybe sometime, he said, if there's an if in there or at some time in some distant future That's hope. It's not faith. Faith acts immediately upon the word that's been given to you. That's how you demonstrate and exercise it. Not,
1: I will see uh, how I feel seven minutes from now. Mm -hmm. Faith takes it now before the evidence is manifest. That's what the Lord said to Thomas. It's not faith after you've already seen me. You, You shoved your hand and your fist in my side. Great, but blessed are those who believe and have not seen. You believe because you've seen. That's not faith at that point. That's just acknowledging something that's in front of your eyes. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It does require that we are in the moment and we realize it's not a matter of my senses verifying or proving who God is. God is who he said he is because he said he is and taking him at his word. And then uh, James, which is one of your favorite scriptures, talks about corresponding actions, the works that go with our faith, not the earning it or trying to blot out your sin by doing good, quote unquote, good actions to cover up for the wrong that you've done. The works he's talking about are corresponding actions, actions that agree with the faith. So clearly the gentleman had faith to be healed. That was present and the power of God was present to heal. In this case, it's not stated in that exact wording, but we know that healing took place because the Holy Spirit is the one who does the healing, right? If Holy Spirit did the healing in Jesus's earthly ministry, you better know he's doing the healing in Peter's ministry. Um, Yes. So the Holy Spirit was present to heal and also the man had faith because he did what was spoken to him. That was the action to his faith. So, amen to that. I, I noticed that the Lord is speaking to you, you young men, about that immediately business. Not, I'll get it later. Oh, later. Uh-huh. Let me wait. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That immediately. So, take that to heart. Uh-huh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it and swallow it myself. But I, I want you guys to press into God on that because he keeps bringing it up between you folks in particular, my young men. yes. All right. Now, promise. What else did you have to say, sweetie? I know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm getting you on, on this podcast, but God loves you. And that's for all of us. Quickly Amen. obey what he tells us. Go ahead, baby.
3: And then the Lord reminded me of inside of Matthew 4, verse 3, where it said, Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are a son of God, command that these stones become bread. And verse 4, also where it said, But he answered and said, As friend, man shall not live by bread alone, but by everywhere that proceeds from the mouth of God. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord showed me that with the devil, that the only thing that he's capable of is doubt. And how that faith was. Christians were the only people capable of faith inside of that manner.
1: Mm -hmm.
3: And how. Since the devil had said, if you're the son of God, he didn't say, Since you're the son of God, you should do this. He was saying, if. And how the Lord showing that the spirit of doubt comes from the devil. Mm-hmm. And so that only way for that to correlate is if the devil is doubting himself.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, he knew for certain that Jesus is the son of the son of God. There's no the, the scripture tells us that demons acknowledge that he's the Lord and we see them doing that. But what he is, is a trickster. What he is, is a liar. And you're right. He does not have faith in God. Hence, he takes his, his actions and he's made the choices that he's made. But him coming to try to deceive is what he does. He tries to deceive. If you're the son of God. And he really was trying to bait Jesus into sin so he could stop him. And... Um, take claim over the messiah which is so laughable it's just you know flat out dumb to try to quote the word to the word in flesh just doesn't make much sense but there he is trying it he is a deceiver and that's what he's trying to do carry on my love yes and how lord show me that
3: i originally was wondering that lord told me that if um If sinners were capable of faith, you just see them getting off their beds and walking off. Like, people who are sick.
0: Do you want to repeat that, sir?
3: That if sinners were capable of having faith like that, that they would just get off their beds and walk or do stuff like that. And the Lord showing you that with each of the instances where the sinners got healed, it was because that the Lord had put someone there who was a Christian
1: and told them, Do this. Hmm. They needed a faith connection. Yes. They had to have some faith of their own. Because... It's giving
0: each one a measure of faith.
1: And even that, the Lord draws us and he does provide us with faith so we can take a hold of him. Like we can't come to salvation on our own without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to provide that opportunity to us. Um, There is a... There's a natural fleshly kind of hope or confidence that we have as humans that would be what they would call what they a human without christ would call faith it's just a natural hope they might say we wish and things of that nature but the lord will supply what's needed to meet what's there and he knows the heart he knows the heart so what it looks like to us on the outside or sounds like he knows what it is and i like that you said that about, about faith and the difference between us as believers and the adversary. There is a clear difference and distinction between us when we decide. I just keep looking at that word, Dean, when we decide to move away and cut off the world's voice and the adversary's voice and to press in and pursue the voice of Jesus Christ. Good, Dean.
3: There's also a component of that that also means to put to death. Amen. So where we get pesticide and infanticide, genocide, mm-hmm. right? Decide. Mm-hmm. Right, we put to death the thought that we had before mm-hmm. and embrace the new thought. We put to, put to death those things of the world and we embrace
1: the things of Christ. Crucifying our flesh. <laughs> yeah, it might be something like that. Being a new creation. Amen, amen, amen. You got anything else, Promise? No.
0: Okay, anyone else?
1: Well, I had something. Oh, all right. We'll I'm go sorry, on. I'm just going to talk that's right. podcast, you were, you were, I think.
0: Yeah, well, that's okay.
1: Um, this, the same verses that you all were looking at on the Arise and uh, arise and Make Your Bed. Now, we were talking about the Holy Spirit um, and His gifts in operation. This was a special miracle that happened, and... When we look at it, I want to look at it from the perspective of us operating with the Holy Spirit to do these miracles, because this is what the Lord said would follow those who believe in his name, that we would lay hands on the sick and they would recover. We would cast out demons. We would do these things. And Holy Spirit is the one who does the work and he helps us to be in place and in time. So the apostle Peter says he found the certain man, but I believe he was led there because the Lord knows where that person of faith is. Correct? And he's making an opportunity for the man to be connected with what he's having faith in God for. But the apostle Peter, as the anointing was upon him, he didn't just say something random. He wasn't just making it up. He didn't say um, what he said, because that's what he thought was a good idea. He said what he said, because that's what the Holy Spirit led him that the specific instructions were. This is what, you know, it's akin to Naaman the leper dipping in the the river the appropriate number of times. This is what the Lord gave instruction to do. That's why there was power behind him doing it and the ability to do it because that was the stream of the anointing that was released forth. The, um, the apostle Peter didn't say dance a jig, you know, and the man didn't do something different. The man did what was instructed by the Holy Spirit. So as we are ministering to people and as we are speaking forth as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance, it's important that we understand it's he who gives the power to do it and he gives the instructions of what needs to happen for it to take place. Sometimes you saw Jesus putting um, mud on people's eyes, right? Sometimes you saw him Uh, you know, doing, saying your sins are forgiven you and, and doing various things. It wasn't always the same thing every time it wasn't by rote or a formula. It was by the leading of the Holy Spirit and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. What is required in this instance, this case to release that power and to connect for that person? What's required here? Um, Even when you brought up Matthew chapter four promise, where the adversary starts testing um, or tempting Jesus. And the first thing that he answers with is, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I want you to get a hold of this. He was saying right then and there, I'm living by what the Holy Spirit breathes into me and instructs me and guides me to do. That's my food. It is the written word of God, yes, but it's the daily walking it out, Holy Spirit guiding us. That leads us to the right answer because you see the adversary, he just thought, okay, we're were just talking about Bible verses. You got a Bible verse, I get my Bible verse out, right? And he manipulated and twisted to to imply an improper meaning to the word of God. And Jesus answered by the Holy Spirit, um, "It it is written, you should not tempt the Lord your God. When the devil came, he quoted scripture. So if it's just based on knowing or memorizing a memory verse, then Jesus would have taken that bait and fallen. Does that make sense? Are you guys tracking yes. with me? Yes. yes. But because it's about Holy Spirit rightly applying the word that's needed in the moment at the right time, right in the right way that caused Jesus to have success. He didn't rely on himself. He took the, the breathed word from the Holy Spirit and applying the written word in the right way to answer the problem or the solution, or provide the solution that was needed. So here, as we are walking with God, letting Holy Spirit tell us this is the answer for that. And here is the right word to apply in this circumstance. Yes, I know you have a whole 66 books. I know you have a whole repertoire of scripture, but here's the right one. Here's the right instruction of what you need.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's how to apply it. Now declare this forth to him, Peter. Don't declare another verse. Declare this one. Declare this word from the Holy Spirit and the man will do, he'll connect. He'll have the opportunity, right? Yes. And then the man is, the, he wasn't supposed to dance a jig and I'm sure he did that later, but the connection <laughs> point was to get up and make his bet. That was the connection point. So that's important hearing the instruction from the Holy Spirit as you're ministering on behalf of Holy Spirit and as you're receiving from Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Yes. yes.
0: Absolutely. There's a lot in there. So let's pause there for today. And when that can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer? I will. All right, I promise.
3: Lord, just thank you for today. just thank you for it just making it where we're able to understand all things, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for imparting your wisdom onto us, Lord, so that we're able to understand all things, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for just giving us your word, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen.
1: In Jesus' name, amen.
0: And amen. Oh, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day.
1: We hope you've enjoyed listening to a Day of Prayers morning Bible study.